Welcome to 814 Grounded Podcast. Here's our host, Rachel Allen. This is our first episode that we are offering here from the Laurel Highlands in Western Pennsylvania. And this particular podcast uh, will be oriented around navigating chaos and finding tools to do this with grounded spirituality rooted in the wisdom traditions and informed by social justice and community building. So what we want to offer here is what I would call practical magic for troubled times. And in this podcast, we'll be integrating themes for discussion and we'll be asking for feedback from people to guide and inform the content. And this will also include a meditation practice, some music and more. So what I wanna offer today in our first podcast, which is really exciting, it's a really cold day here in Southwestern Pennsylvania. In fact, the wind chill temperatures are projected to be below 30 degrees. So a lot of our community right now is currently in shutdown mode with only people right now that are perhaps providing essential services in our community out there. So it feels really nice to be here in a warm space and offering practice to anybody that would be listening. So today I want to sort of create the foundation for what we want to communicate and what we hope can be helpful to people in this particular point in time. And this is, uh, I'll use a term called sacred activism, which was not coined by me, but has been coined by Andrew Harvey and has been used by many many um, practitioners and teachers and healers and it's this idea of having you know action coming from a foundation of of love so love is a word that we often refer to in our culture as sort of a personal emotion it's uh, seen a lot in you know romantic relationships and uh, relationships that we have interpersonal relationships with people but this is a bit bigger than this. This is a whole lot bigger than this. The very foundation of yoga uh, is ahimsa, which is not just negative, non-injury, and non-harming, but it's this idea of, of cosmic love. In the Christian tradition, this is referred to as agape love. In the language of science, love is gravity, the primary force of bonding and attraction that drives the creation of the universe. So this is what we're talking about here, going beyond personal emotion and seeing love as part of the essence of who we are is both a strategy for moving forward and is the part of the whole. So with sacred activism, you know, the, the understanding is that, that everything comes from this place. So wisdom and compassion arise from this foundation of love. So our actions are reflected in this love. Our actions reflect the awareness of ourselves as part of the whole. So this is the work that I strive to do, um, often fail, <laughs> but this is the work that I strive to do and um, we'll be referencing a lot of influences including work that I've done with Off the Mat and Into the World, Yoga Service International, and Yoga Body Image Coalition and some other teachers, Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams and Lama Rado Owens, 
so there's you know a lot of great rich material that um, the work of sacred activism can draw from from many wisdom traditions and in the world right now you know we see that there's a lot of suffering and you know we're not taught what to do with our suffering and that's something that I become increasingly aware of every day that we don't teach anyone how to handle pain or suffering and so when our actions do not come from a place of love but from a place of fear which is the dominant human experience it increases the suffering so that's what we want to work with here we want to be able to unpack actions that come from fear which is not only the dominant human experience but is generally what drives our culture and I want to be clear when I say culture I don't mean for example my ethnic identity as an Irish American person but culture in terms of the values that are part of capitalism um, the patriarchy and dominant white identity so the culture that we exist in here at this particular point in time ranks identities um, this culture also has values that come based or based on con consumption and we have very centralized systems of power so when we talk about sacred activism we're talking about building that bridge between our spiritual practice and our actions as citizens whether we're identifying ourselves as global citizens citizens of a particular country or even in our particular beloved communities so this is basically about liberation and individual and collective liberation so we seek to alter these systems from the inside out so we seek to unpack our own participation unconsciously in ranking identities on basing our value system on consumption and centralized systems of power so in this practice of collective liberation you know it needs to start from the person right and so we find ways to we find tools you know that that will allow us to unpack these particular values and things that exist in our culture we draw from perhaps scriptures from various wisdom traditions that see this unified vision of humanity not ranking by color of skin gender so on and we look to finding connection with nature with being in tune with the rhythm of the earth rather than the non-stop pace of action so these are the practices that this is you know a lot to be able to find ways to step outside of the values of our, our culture to find something else that's a little deeper that's a little bit more rich a little bit more real and find ways to really engage in practice as individuals and then how, what does that look in our community how do we extend that beyond the individual part of my um, passion is you know making practice accessible for everyone the wellness industry is something like 30 some billion dollar industry and yet 
practice tools for, you know, having this ability to regulate emotions, shift thoughts and beliefs. These tools are not available to the majority of people in, you know, the United States or even in my community here. So that's something that, that is important for us to be able to, you know, work with that idea of liberation is to invite people into a different way of seeing and being that can, you know, help drive that forward. So, um, again, this is a conversation that I could probably have for hours and I'm looking forward to even, you know, having questions and feedback and, and really rich discussion. Um, I'm also, we're also, I think, really looking forward to difficult conversations and being able to show up not with certainty in answering questions, but be able to go deeper into inquiry, which is a rich practice in and of itself. So for this first podcast, I'm going to offer us a practice of self-care for our time. And for me, this practice of self-care has been evolving. I've been teaching self-care for quite some time and engaging in self-care for an even longer time. And it's increasingly, you know, becoming something to me that, that has to move beyond just something that you're doing in terms of what your time looks like. So for example, you know, getting a massage is something that is a wonderful practice of self-care and it's something that I highly recommend. However, if we're not orienting our basic beliefs about ourselves and the world we live in and how we're showing up in the world, we can get that massage and yet an hour later be back in a cycle of shame, blame, comparing ourselves to others, falling short, judging. So the idea of self-care has to be this awareness of knowing who we are. And there's a wonderful book called The Way of Tenderness, Zenzu Earthland Manuel, who is a Buddhist teacher and talks about when we can see ourselves as part of nature, we can see ourselves as part of the complex diversity of species. And she calls this a mul the multiplicity of oneness, which is such a beautiful statement. When we can see ourselves in this way, when we can step outside our culture's, you know, sort of insatiable way of comparing and um, competing with identity and seeing ourselves as part of the multiplicity of oneness, there's such a spaciousness in that for me. So being able to orient ourselves so we're, you know, connecting to this idea of love as the essence of who we are and living and acting from that space, then our actions will be skillful. Our actions will reflect our inherent worth and value as human beings. When we're aware of our own inherent worth and value, we are, what stems from that and what flows from that naturally is the awareness of, of the inherent worth and value of others because they exist because they exist, not because of what they do, they haven't done, the way they look, but because they exist. So this is this practice of moving from reaction to right action and living and acting from our worth and value. So for our meditation practice, for our first podcast here in 
Johnstown, Pennsylvania on this extremely cold day in January, the beginning of 2018. I'll invite you to find a comfortable seat for yourself, whether that's sitting or lying down, any particular way of being that feels like you can ground and feel your body in space and time. And inviting yourself here to notice your body in space and time, whatever day it is, whatever time of the day it is. Just invite that orientation to knowing where you are in space and time. Feeling where your body is supported in physical space. And then you are welcome to close your eyes here, or if there's something that you want to focus your gaze on that won't distract you, you are welcome to do that. And then I like to work with hand positions, which in yoga they're called mudras, and there's literally hundreds of them. And I'll invite you to consider several, and then you can make the choice that feels supportive to you. So very basically, the hands resting palms down can invite grounding and a sense of connection to your body. The hands resting palms up can invite openness and receptivity. And then a mudra that I go to often when I'm feeling overwhelmed, which is often, it's called the Abhaya Mudra. And you place the left hand on the heart and the right hand rests palm facing up. And this is the mudra to remove fear and receive blessing. So here in this space where you are, Invite yourself to become aware of the breath before you would alter or shift it in any way. Just notice that you're breathing, that without any effort on your part, your body is breathing you. And then we'll bring awareness to the breath. We're going to invite ourselves into what I call a three-part practice. Three-point practice. So on your next available inhale, just bring in a little bit more air in. Breathing in nice and deep and full. And allowing the exhale to slowly release. Feeling the rise and fall of your breath. Meet the next breath cycle, breathing in, breathing out. So just feeling the breath in your body, paying attention to being alive is the first part of this three-point practice. And the breath is the indicator of life. So the First thing you did when you came into this world was breathe in. The last thing you'll do when you leave this world is breathe out. 
So everything that happens in your life happens in between that first in-breath and that last out-breath. I've just had the privilege of watching my first grandchild come into the world and watching him breathe is, is my favorite activity. And I've also worked for 15 years with hospice, so sitting with people, sitting vigil with people as they die, and seeing that indeed the breath, the whole of the universe can be contained within one breath. So this practice here, this first part, is paying attention to being alive. And here we can move from scarcity to abundance, just with this realization When you think about all of the ancestors that had to remain alive so you could be here, when we think about disease and trauma and violence, yet we are here. What does it mean to you that you are here? One of my favorite poets, Mary Oliver, tells us we have one wild and precious life. What will you do with it? Breathing in and breathing out. And be inviting yourself to become aware in your body where you are supported in space and time, just as we did earlier. And bring your awareness to the back of your body. Feeling perhaps a chair, or if you're lying on the floor. And invite yourself into this inquiry of who's got your back. And bringing that awareness into your mind's eye. And in this Part of the meditation, we unpack the illusion of separation, bringing into your mind's eye any beings that you feel unconditional love and support from. That can be a spiritual figure such as Jesus, Allah, it could be an animal, which is why I use the word being, because animals all offer us unconditional love in a way that humans cannot this could also include a beloved ancestor who's no longer here physically, but that you feel supported by. And allow yourself here to be supported. Allow yourself to be loved and cared for. And as you breathe in and out, invite yourself into the awareness that everything that pulses with life right now, even on this cold day here. Everything that pulses with life is breathing in and breathing out as you are. In other parts of the world, below the sea, at the highest mountain, the multiplicity of oneness. And as we continue into our third point of the practice, committing to the art of staying inspired.
And this is so important. The world has more than enough cynical people. We need dreamers. We need people committed to creativity, to connection, to community. So bringing into your awareness what feeds your soul, whether it's maybe cooking, maybe growing plants, maybe coloring or serving in some way. Committing to the art of staying inspired, making that a daily practice at the very least. And breathing in and breathing out, paying attention to being alive, unpacking the illusion of separation, and committing to the art of staying inspired. So we're going to end with a mantra, and mantras are repeated phrases that are in the yoga tradition in the language of yoga, which is Sanskrit. And Sanskrit is a language of resonance, which means when we're creating sound in our body, which is basically vibration, <clears throat> that resonance comes alive within us. So this mantra is pretty much the foundation for my practice, <clears throat> what I offer in the various places I offer and share. And basically for my life and will be the recurring theme for this podcast. So the mantra is Loka Samasta Suki Nu Bhavantu. May all beings be well. May all beings be free and safe from harm. May all beings have peace. And may my thoughts, my words, and my actions contribute to the wellness Freedom, safety, and peace of all life. So, this is my Shruti box. Shruti means breath of God. Loka. Samasta. safe from harm. May all beings 
Have peace and may my thoughts, my words, and my actions contribute to the freedom, wellness, peace of all life, so be it. And we're excited to share practices and we're looking forward to hearing back from you and we'll be hopefully be able to communicate all of this through social media as well as other venues and please send us feedback um, you know give us some direction and, and what you might want to hear about or learn or maybe share other practices that perhaps we could then share with others so honoring the light that exists within all beings without exception namaste Thank you for listening to 814 Grounded Podcast. If you wish to see more and to interact with us behind the scenes, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at 814GroundedPod. You can also reach us directly by emailing 814GroundedPod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this show, please tell a friend about us. That would be the greatest compliment. We would also appreciate if you would write us a review and leave a five-star rating wherever you found this podcast.